Late fake. Beathard sets up deep in the pocket. Goes down the field for Smith. Fifty-six yarder. It's got no. Does not have the leg. And Chris Davis takes it in the back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh my God! Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Don't miss a thing from the world of college football. Stay right here for College Gridiron on WFUV Sports. Welcome back to another week of College Gridiron. I am Danny Scott, joined by Tyler Hu and Sam Davis. Guys, couple upsets last week, couple uh, shakeups in the top 25. Before we get into all that's going on in the world of college football, how are we doing today? Doing well, Danny. I mean... It's it's nothing better than college gridiron in the middle of the week. I Dude, got, that didn't sound like you're doing yeah. well. You well, sure? you know, I got, I, got I was uh, thinking about doing, it. I got, well. it's, okay. it's it's Halloween coming up. I got two midterms next week. One on Halloween because my professor's a terrible person. Okay, he didn't hear it. But um, we got we got a couple. <laughs> hopefully, of, yeah. hopefully, the professor doesn't listen to. Oh, these so I, 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 I really, big, I really uh, college gridiron. Really <laughs> doubt he's a gridiron guy. But you know, uh, we got a couple of great games last week. Um. And a couple games close to home, a game close to home this week that's going to mean a lot to the Fordham family, Fordham faithful, and a couple good games coming up. Football season's really underway. We got we got the polls coming up soon. The uh, AP Top Twenty Five, the official college football playoff poll is uh, false. very the college football playoff poll. poll is excuse coming me, up. the AP coming comes up out like every week and. I don't know, August? You know, I don't think much. <laughs> you know, I don't think much. But you we knew know what he was trying to say. The spirit's <laughs> there, but you know what? Not much is going on up here as usual, but I'm glad to be back as always. Yeah, this know, is uh, this is Holy Cross week. I mean, this is, uh, this is a huge week for Fordham football, which obviously everybody here is pumped for. Um, there's some other pretty decent games um, that we'll get into for next week and some pretty good ones from last week as well. But I think uh, I would be lying if I wasn't saying that our focus here at Fordham is on that game, Fordham and Holy Cross, with how big that is for the Patriot League and for FCS playoff uh, contention. Yeah, so let's let's talk about that game because I do agree with you. You know, there are a couple of good games this week. Not many. Ohio State, Penn State. That's probably the one that everyone's got kind of. And circled. that's that's what noon, right? Big noon. Yeah, yeah but for for the FCS uh, people, Fordham Holy Cross this week has got to be the number one game on your calendar. It's two top twenty-five FCS teams, Patriot League implications, two of the best quarterbacks in all of the FCS. With arguably, uh, we would definitely argue and I think most people would too the best quarterback in the entire FCS and Tim DeMora playing and it's just two like high-powered offenses with semi-good defenses Fordham has you know been shaky to start the year really kind of figured it out the last couple weeks only allowing 28 total points over the last two games but Sam you know both of us call these Fordham football games. You're going to be going as an on-site producer this week. What What's your mindset going into this one? Um, you know, I think I'm, I'm overall obviously very excited for the opportunity. This rivalry, which I think you can call it that, it's been going on since 1902. So this series is they played a lot of games. They played at Yankee Stadium. They played in Ireland. They played all over the country. Um, which is also another cool element of what this rivalry brings. And also, you know, on the flip side, for it to be deciding the Patriot League, like it did last year, is obviously very exciting. Holy Cross has won the last five meetings, uh, and Tim DeMorite has never beaten Holy Cross. So I think ultimately that's what I look for first, is I look for, obviously, if you're going to win, Tim DeMorite has to be what he's been all season long. 
And normally I would say I wouldn't have any doubt in that. But because it's Holy Cross and because he has struggled a little bit against him in the past, that's going to be extra important, I think, for Tim and this offense um, to really continue to fire on all cylinders like they've been doing. If they can do that, even if the Fordham defense struggles at times, I think you're going to be okay because Holy Cross does actually have a pretty solid defense. Um, nobody has been able to stop Fordham offensively so far this year, but they're going to be tasked to, to do that. But I think it, it ultimately comes down to the quarterback play with Tim DeMora and how he's going to perform um, in the biggest game of the season. Um, and that's something he you know, has struggled in the past against Holy Cross, but he'll have a great opportunity this year with how well this offense has been performing uh, to get Fordham a, a very good shot at winning the Patriot League. And this weekend on Saturday, we talked a lot in depth about this matchup going into it, what we think our keys to the game are. And I think you kind of said, you know, the defense has to get some stops. Yeah, we gotta definitely. Do whatever, and I was a big proponent and get the run game going with with Leffridge and Sneed, who have been very very good this year. Leffridge last week, a hundred plus yards on only nine carries, and he's a stud. And that I think in turn helps out your defensive take. We're going, you know, let's just run the ball, control the time of possession, get our defense fresh. And I think that's really going to be one of the biggest things this week. You know, Matt Sluka, quarterback for Holy Cross. Big body quarterback, likes to run the ball hard, uh, you know, a little, I wouldn't say Cam Newton, but that type of player in the world of college football where he's going to grind, get, you know, five, ten yards of carry. And he's a and, runner first. I yes. mean, he's really, he's, he's a running back playing quarterback, essentially, which is like, that's difficult for a defensive game plan against because Holy Cross really has three, maybe even four legitimate running backs between the two guys they have, um, Sluka and their receivers as well. Yeah, but so just going into this week, it's really got to be, you know, Fordham, Fordham's offense hasn't been stopped at all this year. So you really got to rely on that and hope your defense gets a couple stops. And we've seen it with this with this defense where, you know, when they need a stop, they've gotten it. Against Ohio, we saw it a couple times, even though that one didn't end up in our favor. I think, you know, the game just got out a, a little bit out of hand for us towards the end of that one. However, this defense has stepped up when it's needed to the most at a, on a few occasions this year. Definitely. And it's been playing significantly better the last two weeks. Yeah, no, the defense has been improving um, slowly but surely. You know, it's going to be a challenge for them um, containing uh, such a powerful rush offense that Holy Cross has. But I think you bring up a great point about running the football as well because Holy Cross is not really going to strike very quickly. They're going to work their way down the field. They're going to take a lot of time off the clock. The defense for Fordham is going to be on the field a lot. So if you're Fordham, as much as you want to score, it would almost be better not to score so quickly because then you're forcing that your, your defense right back on the field instead of giving them time to recover on the sidelines, kind of making that time of possession a little bit more even. So that could be another factor as well. I think they are going to have to balance that run and that pass because – Ultimately, that's been a key to success in the last uh, couple of games for Fordham offensively. They've been able to run the ball almost as well, if not just as well, as they've been able to throw the ball. When earlier in the year, it was basically all, you know, kind of passing the ball, uh, air raid. 450 yards, six touchdowns from two. That's not really going to be what this game's going to be like. It's going to be more of a balance. You're going to need to have a balance because you're. This is the best team you've faced all year. Probably, you know, well, actually, I don't know. Holy Cross is, I mean, Ohio is, is right up there as well. But yeah. close to the best team you, you've faced all year um, and one of the better defenses you've faced all year as well. So they're going to have to balance um, that attack and kind of give the defense a little bit of rest, keep them off the field too. Yeah, and this the Fordham offense you mentioned earlier in the year was so high-powered, just 
every single drive. It felt like a 70-yard touchdown pass, run, whatever. They're actually still to this point, seven games into the year, losing the time of possession battle. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're averaging 29 uh, minutes per game. Their defense is averaging on the field 31 minutes per yeah. game. And that's not an issue because it's not they an just issue, score so quickly. But, but I, I completely agree with you in what you're saying where, you know, this week – you got to kind of flip that a little bit. You want to control the ball 35-plus minutes for this game. You want to get your defense healthy and make a few massive, massive stops. And I know, Tyler, we don't want to talk this whole time. I know you got it. I'm curious to you hear what you You guys are doing get. great. You guys are doing great. <laughs> I, l- I let you guys carry the Fordham segment because you guys are the guys who produce, who call the games. I let you guys. I'm learning from you guys on the spot. I didn't know that Fordham would lose the time of possession battle as like pretty much for the whole year. Yep. But then it makes sense because they do fire away and score so quickly. But I thought, I mean, as an outsider, I'd say if this game comes down to whoever gets the last stop, it's really important. Both defenses need to show. Well, it's going to be tough for both defenses to show up because both offenses can run the ball, they can pass the ball. They're both high-powered, very high-powered. comes down to who gets the last stop, pretty much. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And, you know, let's shift over to the world of FBS. And the team that got the last stop this weekend was uh, Clemson over Syracuse. Number five, Clemson defeats number 14, Syracuse, 27-21. And this, you know, Clemson did not look like the number five team in the country. Um, and Syracuse kind of shocked everyone and, and played, I wouldn't say shocked, they're the number 14 team in the nation, yeah, but going like, against number five. This is their first real test. Yes, this was their first real test. And Clemson did come out victorious. You know, good teams find ways to win. But, like, four turnovers in this one, it just wasn't great football. It definitely wasn't. Um there's a reason why DJ Uyunglele got benched at halftime. Oh, you learned his name. I've known Let's his name. Go. Come on now. Stop why, it. Has he mispronounced it before? I think oh. I've pronounced it correctly every single time, but okay. Uh, DJ Uyunglele. Wow, got... a little tension here. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Okay. No, He's you know, I'm, a, I'm like that, that with the pronunciation. Right apparently, wow. He got benched at, in the third quarter for Cade Klubnik, the number one quarterback recruit in the nation. I mean, there's a reason why. he. I thought DJ took the step after the Wake Forest game. Um, I thought that he had finally put his demons behind and found that confidence. He played well against NC State, too. Exactly. I I was like, okay, he's like, he's, I've got a lot more confidence in him and Clemson going forward. But then he puts up an absolute stinker against Syracuse. He throws two interceptions, doesn't throw any touchdowns, um, and is benched in the third quarter for Cade Klubnik, who didn't really do much. He didn't score a touchdown, but he... You know, he didn't make any mistakes, and he commanded the game, and that's all they really needed with Will Shipley going absolutely bonkers, doing doing Will Shipley things. 172 <laughs> rushing yards, two touchdowns. You don't have to do too much when you're Cade Klubnik, but, I mean, there's a QB controversy in Clemson, to say the least, right now. Yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think, like, um, I think Dabo came out and said, you know, Uyunglele is still our starter. He's still, DJ's still our guy, which um, I was, I guess, a little surprised by, considering. You got to ride by your guys. Uh, yeah, that. you know, I guess, you know, he's he's a leader of this group, and uh, it's one bad game, um, you know, and but. You know, obviously, it turned out to be a great move for them going to the bench uh, with Club Nick, and he was able to turn it around for Clemson, who is a good team. And like you said, Danny, they kind of find a way to win. Um, I think it helped for them being at home. I really, honestly think I I, I want to give myself a little bit of credit because I knew Syracuse was going to cover, and I knew the game was going to yeah. be close. I was not um, week, and I, I was I was high on Syracuse. I, I really thought they're they're a very solid team, a very good defense. I think if this game is not at Clemson, I think Syracuse has a good shot of winning this Plus, game. Plus, I want to point out one thing. The last couple games that Clemson has played against Syracuse have been extremely close. Yeah. And Syracuse has beaten Clemson very recently, yeah. so that's yep. a reason why I was like, Yeah, right, so I, I think it was it was definitely a test for Clemson, despite mm-hmm. the fact that they're at home. 
um, and they were to come out, you know, on the right side of it with a win. Um, you know, they're they're I think they're in pretty good shape, honestly, because we talked about how we thought Clemson, it's only a matter of time kind of before it felt like they were going to lose or they were going to fall to one of these ACC opponents, but they haven't yet. Yeah. The toughest part of their schedule is behind them. Now they um, Notre Dame and uh, South Carolina. Yeah, yeah, I guess South Carolina could be a challenging game, more a little bit of a rivalry game there, um, and then potentially an ACC championship game, but the toughest part of their schedule is, for the most part, behind them, yeah. um, and they're in pretty good shape being undefeated. The, the only issue I have with saying in pretty good shape is I do think there is still a quarterback controversy. It's the yeah, same thing definitely. with with Kelly Bryan and Deshaun Watson. No, it was it was Watson, wasn't it? Or Watson was it graduated and Bryant was the quarterback. Oh, you're year. right. Yeah, and, and it was Lawrence. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then Trevor Lawrence came in and, and succeeded very, very well. Yeah. So I do think, you know, sure, Dabo can go out and say, you know, we're going to stick with DJ. He's our guy, blah, blah, blah whatever like if he goes out there and lays another egg against i don't even know who they play next they it play, may it might be notre, notre dame next they play notre dame Do i think they have, they have a bye this week yeah because they um, played eight games already yeah so you know he goes out and lays an egg against notre dame especially a bad notre dame team club next coming in that hurt the you to quarter. say it, it did it did hurt me to say <laughs> it. i mean <laughs> i mean but yeah because he's pulled he's pulled him once he'll yes, do it right. again if for next, sure they're, next they're losing. Will do it again. next game they play is on national television 7 30 p.m prime time nbc game yeah, yeah that's, a that's a massive game and, and you know last game. time last time he was DJ was at Notre Dame he did lost. very very well but lost. lost so I I think Dabo's looking at this and going we're not gonna lose to Notre Dame this this time around mm-hmm. you know Notre Dame sucks this year we're trying to win a national championship DJ you got a very very short leash definitely the pressure's on him for sure I mean I don't think there's anybody in college football with more pressure on him right now than DJ Uyangale. And, I mean, Clemson has – the thing about Clemson that, like, still – I'm still a little optimistic about them is they have the formula that they've always had is defense around game. They've had it since yeah. they were with Travis Etienne uh, had for years pretty much. They, they have that formula again. Will Shipley is another really good running back. Their defense is good as usual, even though they lost uh, off defensive coordinator Brent Venables. They're still a machine. So as long as their quarterback play isn't bad like it was this week, I think they should be fine. And as you guys said, their tough schedule, tough part of their schedule is pretty much behind them. But when it comes to the, when it gets to the bowl game season, when it gets to the college football playoff, if they make it there, they cannot have bad quarterback play against the teams that are elite of the elite. And I'm not sure if DJU Angela is the answer. And Cade Klubnik, I mean, the jury's still out on him. He's a freshman. I have not, I really don't have expectations for him this year. But um, the pressure. I'm assuming DJ is going to start that next game, but the pressure is on him for sure. For sure, and you know it's the good, the very, very good thing about if you're a Clemson fan is you still have a top five head coach, a guy that recruits very, very well. You know yeah. you're always going to be in that role to be competing for a national championship. Uh, but let's switch over to uh, a Pac-12 game, and this one, this one kind of hurt me a little bit because I was so, so high on UCLA. Did you, after pick, what did the, you pick UCLA? I did pick UCLA. I think I did too, to be honest. Um, so I can't, I can't. Tell I you. was very, very high on UCLA. I thought they were going to take it to Oregon after you know we saw what Oregon did against Georgia, just went out and absolutely laid down. But number ten Oregon kind of takes it to number nine UCLA, forty-five thirty, and it was just a bonex show. Two hundred and eighty-three passing yards, five touchdowns. Oregon, I don't know if you could fully say they turned their season around they did. because they, you know, they were still ranked very, very high going into the year, got just stomped by Georgia, but they're kind of back at to that point where I think they 
Should be right in that eight to ten range. They got ambushed by the best team in college football week one, and you know every, all bets were off with Oregon, but they've really turned it around. Six straight wins. I know BYU is not ranked anymore. I don't yeah, think. Yeah, they they, they really haven't played. This is the first team. This is the first really test, but that's two ranked. Since- that's two ranked I guess, wins. I don't know, but I don't know. I don't know if you count BYU. I don't know. If I don't know. It was still it was still a win. It was still a win over yeah. a ranked. They were twelfth ranked team at the time. Yeah, and that's two con- convincing ranked wins by double digits over those teams. And I you think, could throw yeah. out an argument that Oregon like sent BYU on a spiral because exactly. BYU ended up losing to Notre Dame after. So, <laughs> if, yeah. well, they lost to Notre Dame, then anything anything if, can happen. Anything yeah. can happen. I think the thing is that Marshall Oregon's, for the Natty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they want Bama. <laughs> the thing is, Oregon's really turned their season around. They found that formula. Bo Nix has finally found out how to play football again. I mean, this is the best game I've ever seen Bo Nix play. Oh, by out. far. Yeah, it's not I, even I close. think that's yeah, five TDs. And that's pretty tough to. Yeah, win. I mean, it wasn't. It was kind of a shootout, quote unquote. But Oregon got a couple of big stops, which is what mattered um, to keep it in. They picked off Dorian Thompson Robinson, and I mean, both quarterbacks played well, both running backs played well. But you know, Oregon. They they were a team on a mission this game. They they have come out on a on a tear since that use uh, that Georgia game, and I mean once once the next tough game they play because I don't know they have all they have really. Uh, I was looking at the schedule. All they have is the they have Utah. That's it. Utah. Oh, I, I mean, we've seen what Utah's done to <laughs> the Ducks. Yeah, we've seen. What, oh boy, but that was the Cristobal era. <laughs> yeah. This is the Dan Lanning era. Maybe yeah, this is and, and this is at Oregon. Maybe this is a a new change, a new regime. Yeah, um, I'm I'm gonna disagree with that. I saw. Hey man, we'll see. Utah just took it to. Oh, that was definitely they took it to him. It wasn't even close, but completely different Oregon team. I yeah. mean, new quarterback, new head coach, new everything. So I think that yeah, I think maybe the, things the, change. The biggest thing is that. I think my biggest takeaway from this game is that I, overall I think it's it's bad for the Pac-12 because now yeah. they don't have an undefeated team. They no, there, there will not be a Pac-12 team. Yeah, the, I think if you're the Pac-12 playoff. commissioner, you're rooting for UCLA in this one. Oh, you 100%. want You want them to run the table, go undefeated, and give them maybe a shot at uh, the college football playoff. An outside shot, but still a shot. Right. Um, but now they lose, and now you know Oregon obviously already with one loss as well. Um, you know, and all, that loss is only to to Georgia, but I don't think that Oregon's schedule is yeah, good it's enough not, it's not um, where they're going to be anywhere near that college football playoff. So it, overall, well, it's just, it would have helped if they didn't get blown. Yeah, if yeah. they if they, they would have the lost like I don't know forty two twenty eight, I think there's a an argument. I think going, the only you know, thing that does help them is the fact that it was week one. Right, like I and still, you kind of like look back at it like Georgia that State's felt like a really long time ago. And obviously, if they beat Utah and finish, I don't think they'll get in. I really don't, but. I think they could definitely find themselves, yeah, playing in a New no, Year's Six for Bowl sure, for sure. um, as the best team in the Pac-12, most likely, um, I, if the year ends. I also think if you're the Big Ten commissioner, you're rooting for UCLA in this one. You know, you're, yeah. that, that's going to be a team that's going to be joining your conference. Um, that's a good point. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, this one, this one kind of hurt because I, genuinely, I do like Chip Kelly as a college football coach. Yeah. Um, not a huge Definitely. fan of him as an NFL coach. Uh, he really sucked for a number of franchises, yeah. um, including my own. But yeah, there's a little heart in that. Yeah, one. yeah. But he's a good rough, college football rough coach. Rough times. Rough times. Yep. I miss Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's a very, very good win for Oregon, and I think this. You know, kind of cements them as one of those top ten teams in the country. I I really don't yeah. envision a world where they make the college football playoff, even if they run the table for the rest of the year. Just that loss to that number one team in the nation, I think it really, really hurts them. Because if you're the college football playoff commissioner, poll people, voters, whatever you want to say, 
you're looking back at it and going, are we really going to put Oregon at number four after what we already saw Georgia do to them? I think that just, it makes no sense in my mind. But another team that I think has, you know, at this point, a fairly decent shot at getting in, and that's TCU. Number eight, TCU beats number 17, Kansas State, 38-28. And I correctly predicted the score of TCU in this one. I said 38 points, however... Uh, Kansas State scored a few few more than I would have liked, but you know Max Duggan is it might be that dude. He is that guy. He's dual threat quarterback. He's so athletic. He does it all. Throws it, runs it, and he just took it to he took it to um, Kansas State. This is a Kansas State team that's tough. They will grind you down, run the football, and play tough defense. And TCU showed up. And sure, you look at their schedule. You know those those first two ranked wins. They've fallen out, Oklahoma and Kansas. But that's four straight. They sent them on a spiral. Yeah, but that's four straight. <laughs> hey, if, four, you're going, four if you're going off the four straight, straight ranked wins. wins. Talk yeah, about that's, that. That's impressive. If, if you're going off the, uh, the, look, the way you guys looked at Oregon's schedule yeah. at BYU, yeah. Oklahoma's ranked at the time. Right, and so is Kansas. Um, ranked very highly, so and is Kansas. And national TV. Um, and, and, and they beat both of them. Yeah, TCU took care has of business. been. Yeah, TCU's been very impressive. They were, I mean, they were down three possessions in this game yes, right I, around I, right I was, before I was sitting, I was sitting there. This was kind of the late, later night game. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm sitting there and going, whoa, like, yeah. TCU's going to get knocked off. I had just said UCLA, TCU, college football playoff bound. Boy, am I going to look like an idiot. They had 28 then, uh, it wasn't. It wouldn't be the first time. Yeah, yeah. that's, oh, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I just had to. Uh, shots that one, you, that one you, hurt. You, like, one up for me. That one hurt the heart. You lobbed it up for me. That one hurt the heart, no, I mean, but the, the one thing I will say, too, about um, TCU and, and, you know, Kansas State, like you kind of mentioned, Tyler, they they, they fight. Um, they're kind of a gritty team. Um, they had to use their backup quarterback, too. I mean, they were where they were uh, without Adrian Martinez. They had Will I, Howard in there, but he, was, he think, was very good. I, I know. Mean, I do think if Adrian Martinez is in there, because Will Howard, yeah. And eventually, they, eventually well. they had to go yeah. with their third string, too, yeah. because Howard came out, I think, for a couple series. Yeah. And, and that that is, like, obviously really difficult, even playing at home. Um, but Howard played pretty well. I mean, right. he, he kept Kansas well. State in the game. And I think that's all you can really ask for from a, from a backup quarterback. Um, but I do think that... With Martinez, I I honestly think Kansas State wins this game, um, but I don't I don't think that's a horrendous I, I, take. I don't yeah, because considering that's... Will Howard played really well, I don't know how much the needle gets moved there. Because yeah. I don't know, it's just it's just the comfortability with your that's starting fair. quarterback that's been there for the last six weeks, and then you know he goes down. Regardless of who your backup is, it's the same thing in the NFL. You know, right. someone. Uh, for the Browns right now, I mean, they kind of suck. Brissett yeah. is like not playing well. I bet you as soon as Watson gets back in there, they're going to. I be mean, yeah, quarterback right is, no is is the center of the team. He's the most no, important most player on the field for just about every team. But most. I mean, with that being said, I don't want it to. I don't want to diminish TCU and what they've been able to do. I mean, yeah. four straight over top twenty-five teams is very, very impressive. Um, and they've kind of just like I talked about. Um, earlier with Clemson, TCU's kind of put most of their bigger opponents behind them too. I mean, they yeah. played four straight ranked teams, right. so um, they've got at Texas coming up, which will be pre- you know that'll be a challenge. That'll and be that, tough. And that Baylor back playing that team. Yep, yep, that's another challenge. And even Iowa State to end the year. The Big Twelve is a good conference, so it there's is. definitely still challenges. But overall, the best opponents that they would have played so far this year, they're they're behind them. So TCU is kind of in the dri- they're in the driver's seat here. They definitely the control 12. their own destiny. Yeah. 100% control their own destiny. I, I am a little 
if I'm rooting for TCU, I, I am a little concerned potentially about that at Texas and at Baylor. Yeah. Both those teams, home crowd, get very rowdy, both very good teams. I'd worry more about Texas than Baylor. Oh, for sure. You worry. Texas is a better team. You but definitely I mean, worry more. I mean, it's a, it's 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 a like I said, it's a very good conference. Like you're really not I think every week you're you're gonna be tested. There to are a no extent. easy games left here. Yeah. West Virginia, they could go into the West Virginia and lose. JT Daniels, they got a talented team there. Texas Tech gave they beat Texas. They beaten some tough teams. Iowa State's always tough every single year. So I wouldn't let up yet, but no, this no, no, is, no, they, no. They, in they, the world 100%. of college football, you can't let you up. can't let up. But they're exactly. still in. But they're still they're in, in very seat. very good shape. They're, they, yes, they're in very good shape. They're in the driver's seat, and they definitely control their own destiny. Um, but switch uh, switching up, talking about the team that they're gonna have to play, and that's Texas, uh, Oklahoma State. Gets away with this one. I don't really know how. Uh, probably because Quinn Ewers was terrible. Was but uh, <laughs> yeah, number yeah. eleven Oklahoma State beats number twenty Texas forty-one thirty-four. And you know Spencer Saunders was was good, not great. He uh, did his job. Yeah, he did his job. I mean, three hundred ninety-one passing yards. That's pretty good. Um, however, we're more accustomed to him as a running quarterback, and he really didn't run the ball all that amazing in this little, one. I think he's a little banged up, too. He he's is. definitely yeah. a little hurt. He's not playing at 100% right now, so you got to take that into account as well. For right. sure. And then uh, Ewers. Yeah, Glenn Ewers did not play yeah, well. Yeah, he was, he was bad. I saw I saw a funny tweet, and it was saying, uh, you know, uh, he's been sent to the medical tent to see if he's colorblind. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Similar colored jerseys Same there. Colors, yes. yeah. <laughs> he threw he threw thirty eight point eight percent completion percentage. Yeah, that's nine, like the worst nineteen I've for forty nine with three interceptions. That's just you're not going to win many games, and it's miraculous that Texas was even in this one for as long as they were. Yeah. Uh, you know, they just they Oklahoma ran it pretty State, well. Yeah. yeah. Oklahoma State just, you know, another good team that just finds a way to win. They win the turnover battle. They win the time of possession battle. If you win both of those, Tyler, what's most likely going to happen? You win the football game. Yes, sir. I mean, it's just composure. They played Spencer Sanders. Got a, he had an early pick, and he got he got you know he bounced back from that. They didn't they struggled to run the ball. I know they had three rushing touchdowns at the hand of hands of Dominic Richardson. He averaged one point eight yards per carry. They couldn't run the ball for real. They were averaged three point six yards per carry. So what happens? You pass the ball. You play good defense. You force turnovers, timely turnovers, especially the last one. The final pick was on the final drive of the game. Quinn Ewers was trying to drive them down to tie the game up. Pick him off. That's huge. That's they play. This is Oklahoma State team. I'm. I've been high on them for two years now. I know they're not a playoff caliber team, but they're well coached not every yet. year. Not yet. Yes, they're well coached every year. They play a good brand of football. Tough brand of football. Not very Big Twelve of them. I mean, they're but, they're know. an overtime loss away from being considered a playoff exactly. caliber. Exactly. They, they were a loss yeah. to TCU. So, who's undefeated. So, so they're that's not very. Even a bad they're loss. right there. I mean, they're very. very I solid I think team. Oklahoma State has a way way bigger argument than any Pac-12 team Absolutely. with one yes. loss. Yeah. 100%. If they go on to. Uh, Win the Big Twelve championship. There's a very, a very massive argument for. Absolutely. Yeah, you could definitely make an argument and for there's sure. There's a chance to do that. They're a very good team. I mean, when you think about comparing them to like Oregon, I mean, they're they're a better they're a team. Much better. They're one hundred percent. Yeah. So it's that's that's your argument right there. Yeah, and, and you know, I would say most likely their biggest games are behind them. Uh, actually, I don't know. They got Kansas State, then yeah, Kansas, Kansas, State, Iowa State, tough. the Oklahoma. Kansas I mean, State Oklahoma, Oklahoma yeah, like State. That game is always, always, and it's at Oklahoma. It's yeah. always ugly. 
So I don't know. Well, we will see how uh, they have a tough this, schedule. Yeah, they they actually. I yeah, no, nobody in the Big Twelve has their games behind them. That's a funny thing. No. They all have tough schedules. Yeah, so Oklahoma up. State, Kansas State, which we'll get into later. That's that'll be a that's good a big game, game. Yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, and the final game from last week, uh, another another game that I think a team kind of really overlooked, and that's Ole Miss. Number seven, undefeated Ole Miss goes down to LSU, who I hate. Uh, forty-five twenty, and at one point, You're not sugarcoating it. No, yeah. I mean Brian Kelly. I, I hope you get fired. Um, at one point, Ole Miss was up seventeen to three in this one, and then LSU just goes on an absolute tear of a run, wins this one by twenty-five points, and this was a very, very good win for Brian Kelly. You know, it's it pains me to say because I really dislike the guy after what he just <laughs> up and left Notre Dame and then took his family down to uh, Louisiana, but it's yeah. a very good win for him. Yeah, it is a good win for him. Um, you know, it's definitely a huge win for LSU, who is really over the last, you know, couple of weeks, they've started to build themselves as a much better program than when they started the year. Um, I think this win definitely proves that against Ole Miss. Um, you know, and obviously the SEC, it's not going to let up on that conference uh, schedule at all. But 4-1 and one overall in the SEC is pretty solid. Like you said, Danny, Ole Miss, you know, for what looked like, you know, at least through the second quarter, it looked like they were kind of in good shape, in a good position, you know, a top 10 oh, team yeah, on the, the road, number 17. Um, you know, undefeated. They put themselves in a pretty good uh, position, and then come the second half, I mean, blanked. They didn't score yeah. at all, um, and obviously uh, LSU scored 28 points, so that'll do points. it right there. <laughs> that's, a, that's a massive second half for the Tigers and for LSU and for Brian Kelly to uh, to get themselves, I think, back on track and in pretty good position um, to be a solid team in the SEC. They're not going to be world beaters. They're not going to be a playoff team. Obviously, they already have a couple yeah. losses, but they're a solid team. Um, they're, they're, they're as, as much as, you know, Danny, it does pain me to say, too, as well. I don't like Brian Kelly either, <laughs> um, but LSU, uh, you know, big-time win for them. Yeah, most definitely. Even with, like, all this drama surrounding LSU this whole season with the Kayshawn boot, like, we don't know what his deal is. He's the number one receiver for them. Um, all the drama just, like, with the Brian Kelly stuff. They've had a pretty successful season. They're 6-2. and two. They're back to the top 20. They're 18th ranked again. This is a very cool quality win uh beating a really good old miss team that's playoff chances are now pretty much done and oh, they still, shot, <laughs> shot they had a ch- yeah. outside chance they're undefeated they and did have number, a chance number, yeah. they, they were number seven they were good they were i think they play alabama they have alabama on the schedule um, yeah in, in a couple in two weeks, of weeks, two weeks um, yeah. so they they had a really good opportunity if they beat alabama i mean they would yeah, put themselves in a position to go to the sec championship yeah. being potentially undefeated and now all of a sudden those dreams are kind of dashed right this is another situation of the team that's so good, but they're missing that quarterback. Jackson Dart is not that guy. Uh, he threw a pick. He didn't look that good. He's had he's his eleven to seven touchdown to pick in uh, ratio this year, which is not good. And he completed it's barely over sixty percent of his passes. If they have a good quarterback, this is a much better team in Ole Miss. I'm still, you know, Matt Jer- Corral's back. Yeah, if Matt Corral's back, even not, even if they have a decent quarterback, not like I'm not like giving out any names because, but like I'm just saying, like a decent quarterback who plays doesn't turn the ball over as much because they have good run, they have a good run game and a dual threat in Quinchon Judkins and Zach Evans. That's two elite running backs. They should not be losing this game by the like by this much. I know it's on the road at LSU at Death Valley. But it's you, a should, tough not, place you to should not be getting stomped like this, uh, like by an unranked team at the time. No, for uh, Jackson. Uh, J- what's his name? Jaden Daniels played amazing. Um, five total touchdowns. Five total touchdowns. Over three hundred fifty all-purpose yards. 
props to him. This is a huge win for LSU. I mean, it's crazy, though, is that I'm looking at the SEC West, and Ole Miss still, I mean, they play Alabama. So they still have an opportunity to go to the SEC championship game right. with one loss. I mean, yeah, I, 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 obviously, you, I don't chance. expect them to beat Alabama, but still, I mean, Alabama has been beatable this year. It's, it's you know they've they've been beat, beaten before. I don't expect them to lose, but uh, the SEC West all of a sudden is slightly more wide open it's than I think open, a yeah. lot of people originally thought. Because obviously you have Alabama already with one loss. Um, LSU also plays Alabama, another team I don't expect to beat them, but still, you know, there's definitely a little bit of. Uh, there's, it's it's not a, an open and shut case in the SEC West in terms of who makes the SEC championship game. Yes, yeah, for sure. I just I don't envision any of these teams beating Georgia once you get to that Georgia or Tennessee. Or Tennessee I mean yeah. Alabama. Um, Bama is the only one, but even and they they would. Be I the can only totally one. envision Alabama winning an That's SEC championship. They've yeah. definitely done it plenty of times. Yeah, so. yeah. you can't say that. They I don't. Can't. I don't know. Yeah. I just I I feel very very strongly about. Georgia being the best team in the SEC. Yeah, you've done very, that for two years. Very, very gonna, strongly. I'm not going to knock you off your horse yet. They're yeah. still number one. Yeah. yeah. But with that being said, you know, the first college football playoff poll is coming out next Tuesday. You know, looking at this every single year, there's always a, a team that, like, flies up the rankings, a team that we don't expect, and there's a team that, you know, wow, they were number six, now they're number 14. Who are your guys' teams that you envision kind of getting some traction or really kind of dropping? TCU should get traction. They should fly up. Um, they're set. They're seventh right now. I could see them getting. They could hop Alabama, considering, and then they could hop a couple other teams after that. Clemson plays in a much weaker conference. Um, not as much conviction to their wins recently. TCU four straight rank wins, very impressive, and they've done it in very good fashion. So, I could see TCU rising. Um, obviously. It's still too early to tell, but like the loser of Georgia Tennessee will fall, loser of Michigan Ohio State will fall. But you know, like little stuff like that, and Al- I think Alabama could rise back up if they go undefeated for the rest of the season. But my first pick is TCU. I think TCU rises. I don't know if I. I think the loser of Georgia Tennessee. I don't know how much they fall. I don't honestly. think they I fall think very if Tennessee much, plays Georgia well, blog, exactly. yeah. If, if Tennessee plays Georgia close, I, I. I think I don't think they fall think they very fall much. Like five. Um. Yeah. And I like your your take on TCU, who currently in the AP poll at least is seventh. Um, you know, behind Alabama, who's obviously got one loss, um, and right there with Oregon. So I, I, I think that TCU definitely, I could see them, you know, if, if I'm going to give you my top six just because I have TCU yeah, right there. Um, I've got Georgia. I got Tennessee is two. Um, I, I, I think one and two, Georgia, Tennessee playing each other, I think would be an awesome matchup. I think that's something that the committee would want. Um, and to me, I see those two, te- those two teams is right there up. In, as the top in the nation, and then uh, Ohio State and Michigan rounding out three and four, and then I have TCU five. I have them over Clemson, um, who I have um, as the sixth team, um, kind of like those last two there. But I like TCU right now. I, I think if they run the table in the Big Twelve, it's a to me a better conference than the than the ACC. Um, and and if both teams are undefeated in that conference, and we you know we saw what we saw from TCU so far this year, until they lose, I like them over Clemson. Absolutely. This is time to give our top six. Yeah, yeah, go go for your fire away. I'll I'll fire away. Georgia number one. I still have Ohio State number two. Um, obviously, this week's massive for them. They got Penn State. Um, that's the toughest test. And, that, and not only do they have to win. I mean, we'll get into that, but I think they have to win pretty convincingly too, Absolutely. because Michigan Michigan beat Penn State convincingly. Yeah, right. So, yeah. You got Tennessee three. 
I got Alabama four. I still think Alabama. Wow. They, they lost by three to Tennessee. It's like, that's not a bad loss at all. Tennessee is the number three ranked team in the nation. I completely disagree with that take. I, I think that you expect. It's not a bad loss. I think, I think you. It, it is not a bad loss. It's I not agree a bad loss, that. but if you look at other games, like that, they should have lost they to, yeah, to, like, to Texas. I think also you challenge yes. Alabama to go out and win the SEC championship with one loss. If they can right. do that, if they can run the table and they go undefeated That's the rest of the way, still, they're in the playoffs. I still yeah. think they're they a fourth, have to be. Yeah, I still think they're the fourth best team in the nation. Yeah. But if they don't do that, they'll have two losses and they're, and, out of the and they're done. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Same situation as when Tua got hurt and Mac took over that year. Um, number five, Michigan. I think Michigan is the fifth best team in the nation. I wasn't really high on them coming in, but Blake Corum, J.J. McCarthy taking over has been really good for them. And they their defense has been just as good as last year with a new defensive coordinator replacing Mike McDonald, a lot of new talent flying in. Number six, I had Clemson originally. I'm switching to TCU. Wow, he switched it up. I convinced yeah. you. Well, yeah, no, I was thinking that because, yeah, the conferences, they play in a much tougher conference. They have much more convincing, much more impressive wins. And both teams are undefeated. I want to take TCU. So uh, obviously I'm going Georgia at one. I was I was a little tempted to switch it up and go Ohio State at one just because you wow. know I Dan, I know you I know I know surpri- surprising. It's the thing the thing that Ohio State has done better than Georgia this year is these dominant wins. Like every oh, yeah. team they've played, they've dominated. Georgia hasn't necessarily done that. Against Mizzou, it was a little closer than you would have liked. Against Kent State, especially in that first half, it was a little closer than you would have liked. I'm Good still point. going. I'm still Good going point. Georgia at one um, because I do. Yeah. I'm still very, very high on them. Right. I have been the last two You're years. Bored of Tyler. them being so good, so you want to switch it up sometimes. You know, sometimes you get a little voter fatigue. You know, exactly. Um, but then I'll go Ohio State at two. Um, yeah, I think it's a convincing number two, and I think those are really the top two teams in the nation. Definitely. After that, I'll go Tennessee at three. I think that went over Alabama's very big. And here's where I get a little crazy, and I'm going TCU at four. Wow, over Michigan. Over Michigan. I like it. I'm putting I'm putting TCU at four. Um, Let's get crazy. I I think they've done enough for me. You know, four straight wins, uh, a couple of convincing wins in that time too. I wouldn't call. Well, Kansas State is not a convincing win. Uh, I think it's convincing. I think it's it's a good win, but with a playing a backup quarterback. I think it's convincing. It's convincing enough for me. Considering how far also down, they were losing, how far down they, they were, how far 20, down they were, and coming and, back and yeah. you know winning by uh, two scores, I think un- I think that's points. a convincing a convincing win that right. proves you're a good team. Shows you can win in multiple ways. Yes, I would call. I mean, Oklahoma State's a better win than Kansas. State. Yes, well, I, I think I think but, it is yeah. too. But a convincing yeah. win over Oklahoma. You know, the Kansas one was a little hairy, but you know you get out, game. you get out of there. Possession game. You get out of there with a win. And, o- and Oklahoma State was overtime. Oklahoma State was overtime. Proves you can win. You know you're down against uh, Kansas State last week. Come back, win by double. But digits. then you look at. I know Michigan hasn't really played anybody. I mean, but dominating wins every single week. Yeah, I mean, they well, and that's Penn State, that's why that's why that was the yeah, only team. Well, Penn that, State sucks, and they're gonna get <laughs> yeah, their doors blown yeah, off by Ohio State this week. Is Kansas this is State Danny's, better than Penn this State? This is Danny's top six. Yes. Yeah. Let me let me finish. I'm I've only done it, four. It's just Jeez. for the spirit of debate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then at number five, I'll go Michigan. Um, and I'm still not very high on Michigan. Yeah, I still um, think they're like. I still okay. think they're they're kind of iffy. I disagree. Um, I think Blake Corum's a very very good running back, oh, and their right. offensive line is very very good, and that's why they have gone out to these dominant wins. But I think as soon as they play a good team, like an Ohio State with a good defense with a super high powered offense, that scares scares me a lot. I disagree. I like I like Michigan. I'm, I'm very, sure. Like, I'm, I'm sure you do. I'm sure them. you do, Sam. I'm, I'm like. 
I'm very neutral on them right now. I'm just like they they've improved from last year. I feel like in terms of their offense, their defense. Jury's still out on them when they play a good offense, but they're just, the numbers are there. I'm so, sorry, yeah. Danny. We keep cutting yeah. you off. What's your, six, what's your six? Um, At six, yeah. uh, Notre Dame. No. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, Notre Dame I, flies I'm up in the rankings. We are preseason <laughs> right now. Uh, it's kind of, Honestly, it's a little bit of a toss-up for me between Clemson and Alabama, if okay. I'm being completely honest. I don't think Clemson is that good. I think they're going to drop a game, whether that's – to Notre Dame next next weekend or in the ACC championship. Um, but I am going to give the nod to Clemson just because they're undefeated right now, coming off a win over a ranked opponent. Uh, and then I would put Alabama at my seven. Okay. You gave seven. Can't, can't be mad. Yeah, but I mean, I think, I think there are seven. I think, I think everybody would put, if you, yeah. if they weren't in the top six, Alabama's right there. Yeah, seven, there sure. are seven teams that are I think, I think there's, playoff right now. I think there's seven teams right now yeah. that are kind of at that front and – Last week, I think there was eight. You would have thrown UCLA in that conversation mm-hmm. with what they have done thus far. But I think there's really a top seven. Then after that, there's kind of a drop-off. You got Oregon, who got dismantled by Oregon. You got Oklahoma State, who lost to TCU. Yep. USC lost to Utah. Utah. Wake lost to Clemson. After that, you're just going deeper and deeper yeah, into the teams Oregon. that are up at the top. By- yeah, yeah, exactly. Penn State got killed by Michigan. Yeah, you keep going. Yeah, these teams that are up at the top are now separating themselves by these head-to-head wins. Um, but let's talk a little bit about next week. And we'll start off with, uh, I think, the big game of the week, what everyone's kind of has circled on their calendar, and that's Ohio State at Penn State. Um, thoughts, little score prediction, what are we What are we thinking going into this one? I think this will be a better game than people give it credit for because the spread is Ohio State fifth, minus 15 and a half. Everybody's I think like, they'll cover. I yeah, think it's a lot th- of points. Yeah, I know. I think it's everybody thinks Ohio State's going to kill them, blow their doors off. Um, basically, it's at Penn State, a tough environment as usual. And I'm looking at the history of these games, and they've been very close for the last couple of years. Um, I think they've been within single digits every time. And then Penn State's beat them once. I think it was 2016. Uh, I think that Ohio State wins this game, but it's not going to be as convincing as people think. It's going to be a very, cl- very tough game. Very, it's it's basically about who, like who ru- who gets as I said before about the Fordham Holy Cross game, who gets the last stop. Um, You're insane. It's going to be that close. What's your score? I'm thirty four twenty four Ohio State. That's not even the last stop. That's a two possession yeah, win. Right, what are we talking there. about? I, th- here? I think Ohio State like makes a p- forces a turnover with Penn St- with Penn State driving and then closes the game out okay. around around the l- end okay. of the fourth quarter. Right. Yeah. I mean, my score is my score is kind of similar. I don't think I, I don't think it's going to be that it's close. close I think Ohio State spread. it'll be close in the first half. Ohio State I think will pull away a little bit in the second half. Thirty eight to twenty four is mine. So Penn State still covers, but it's it's barely covering at fourteen points there. Um, you know, Penn State's played uh, better um, since they were killed by Michigan a couple weeks ago. They had a win last weekend against uh, Minnesota, but um, and and they're also playing at home, and I think that definitely helps. Um, and and like Tyler said, these games have been close in the past. Penn State, this is basically for their their season. I mean, this is the biggest game of their year. Um, and Ohio State's got to keep winning, which I think they'll do. They have a very high powered offense. Um, and that's gonna gonna lead them uh, to victory here. But I think I agree with Tyler. I think it's gonna be a little closer than people think. 
Nah, I think a little I think, closer. I think I Ohio State. I think Ohio State's gonna kill them. I think they're just so so much significantly the, you, you, better. You think they beat him by over fifteen? Yeah, and a half? yeah, well, yeah. Ooh. I think I think they're just so much significantly better than Penn they State are. that it's just not even gonna be that. I, I could see maybe like Sam was saying, you know, it's a little hairy in the first half, just like it was against Michigan. Yeah, and Ohio then they, State's came out slow a little bit. Yes. as well, and to start games, and then they kind of turn it on in the second half. C.J. Stroud is that guy. Oh, you know, absolutely. he he's right now either one A or one B for the Heisman with Hendon Hooker, whoever you want to take. Um, I got forty five twenty one Ohio State. I think I sounds think they just, like just the, sounds just like the uh, Michigan game. Yeah, I think I think they're really going to come out and and prove why they're in that conversation for the number one team in the nation. Uh, next one, this one's a little bit more fun of a game. Uh, Oklahoma State at Kansas State. I think this is a, a very intriguing matchup. I, typically, nine times out of ten, I'm taking Oklahoma State, but it's at Kansas State, and I think that makes a very, very big difference in the world of college football. Yeah, I think this is going to be a very close game. There's a reason why Kansas State is favored. They're um, one-and-a-half-point favorites. And they're coming off of a tough loss uh, last week against DCU. They're in the they, – I mean, they want they have revenge on their mind. They basically just want to, you know, get their get back. This is a tough Oklahoma State team. We don't know what the status on Adrian Martinez is. Yeah, um, that's that's don't know if thing. he's healthy. But yeah. Will Howard filled in and played well, and he's a veteran. He's been there for a couple of years. Played behind Skylar Thompson beforehand, um, and they're very similar quarterbacks. The drop off's not really huge there. I don't think. Either way, I think that this Kansas State team is a really bad matchup for Oklahoma State. Um, they run the ball like crazy. They have amazing run game. Even when Adrian Martinez isn't healthy, Will Howard can run the ball. And Deuce Vaughn's one of the better running backs in college football. They can run the ball well. They play good defense. This is going to be a gritty, gritty game. And I think that Kansas State wins this one, 31-27. Wow. K-State. Um, I'm going I'm to go Oklahoma State. I, I think they win this one. And the biggest reason I think that is because I do think Kansas State's a very good team. They're a very tough team to play on the road, um, but TCU obviously was able to do that last week. Um, but the injuries, I think, are, are, are concerning uh, without your starting quarterback. And I know Will Howard's played well uh, or played well last week, um, filling in for Martinez. But I think you know, with those kind of question marks, that makes me lean towards Oklahoma State, who, like we said, was an overtime away from being undefeated and being in the driver's seat, just just like TCU is in the Big Twelve. So I think Oklahoma State's a really really good team. Um, I like them to win 35-28 in this one. Yeah, I, I think I'm also going to go with Oklahoma State. I just think they're a, a better football team, and like Sam said, they're an overtime away from being TCU right now. Yeah. Um, so I think I think it's going to be very close. I got 31-28 uh, Oklahoma State wins. I, I think like a little walk-off field goal. Uh, I think that would be... That'll be fun. It'll yeah, be a great game. I think it'll be, be awesome. a very, very good This game. is probably the best game of the week, honestly. Yeah, oh, yeah, I mean, probably. I don't think Ohio State, Penn State will be that close, so this will be probably the be- better game of the week. And then uh, the last game, unless you guys want to talk some Notre Dame-Syracuse, uh, um, no. but <laughs> number 19, not. Kentucky at number 3, Tennessee. Um, this pains me because these are two teams that I kind of really like this year. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know who, who to root for. I know who I'm going to pick, but what are you guys' thoughts? So basically, my only real hope for Kentucky right now is Will to try- Levis goes nuts. No, because um, <laughs> he won't. Um, no, the, the key is 
try to catch uh, Tennessee slipping because Tennessee is Georgia next week and have Tennessee. We cannot Tennessee cannot look yeah, ahead. Yeah, that's Tennessee, a good point. I, I think Kentucky's too good for Tennessee to look ahead. Exactly, but if, ten- that to be honest, I think that if this was like Still. a slightly worse team in the SEC, like maybe an unranked opponent, I think that would be more likely. But Kentucky's a solid team. I think no, it's hard definitely. to overlook. They're them. well coached. Mark Stoops is a good coach. They have one of the better quarterbacks in the nation, Will Levis. The problem is top five quarterback in the nation. Whether you think that or not, he's a good quarterback um you can't tennessee's still like they're rolling they're they're on such a hot streak right now they're at home they could get a little cocky and let this one slip but i don't like i think that tennessee comes out a little either comes out a little slower they just come out blowing the doors off of of kentucky you gotta pick one then yeah i don't know it sounds like you want to pick kentucky no, I'm not. Um, or are you going to take the I'm points? Ju- I'm just you? giving a little pros and cons right now. T- yeah. Tennessee's going to come out here and just blow the doors off of Kentucky. Okay. They're a the better team. <laughs> right. Minus 12 and a half, but Tennessee easily covers. 56-28 Tennessee. Wow. So you, after all that, you haven't blown I was trying out. to give you a little. I actually have I a closer a little, score than that. Yeah, a little devil's um, advocate. For I, I do yeah. have um, I have 28 for Kentucky, but I have 38 for Tennessee. So I like, I like Tennessee to win this one by 10. Covers. So I think Kentucky covers. Uh, I think this is going to be a closer game than people think. Um, maybe there is a little bit bit of of that uh kind of looking ahead to that huge matchup against Georgia but Tennessee at home you know I, I don't think this one will be in danger of Tennessee losing this game ever but I think it's going to be a little bit closer so I I am also going to go with Tennessee but I do think Will Levis is going to go bonkers in this one I think bonkers. I think he's going to this come a great out quarterback and, and and kind of, yes it's a very very good quarterback duel I think Will Levis is going to prove that he is worthy of a top five pick in the draft he's he's my favorite player in college football this year I just think he's hilarious he's got the NFL size big arm uh, I think he's going to play very very well I do think Tennessee is going to win this one I, I got kind of in between you two I'm going uh 49 35 uh Tennessee wins this one but I do think Will Levis goes over 300 yards for passing touchdowns wow I think this is going to be a good uh, a much better matchup than people are anticipating maybe a little kind of close in the in the second half Tennessee starts to pull away towards the end but I think that is going to wrap up for us today for Tyler Who and Sam Davis I'm Danny Scott